Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Hey, all right. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome. Welcome all to the 15th day of September 2022. It's a Thursday. My name, well, of course, that's Nick. There's Big J right over there. You yeah. sounded surprised to learn that it was Thursday. I just didn't know that it was the 15th. Ah, you didn't know you were this deep into September? Yeah, man. I was just talking to somebody yesterday about, like, where the hell did this month go? I don't know. Blink of an eye, and boom, here we are. Yeah. I mean, it's bananas, but we are halfway through, and hopefully that means the home stretch for the month of September, as well as Big J, maybe a lot of things. The home stretch for high temperatures around here, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Well, I notice things are turning around pretty quick, and we're going to get some rain this weekend, it looks like. So. Usually, usually does turn around pretty quick yeah. around here. I don't know about you, but I got woken up this morning with the magnificently huge clap of thunder. No, I mean, I saw that it had rained, but I must have zonked out right through all that. 3.58, kaboom, right Whoa, above my house. That's right dude. around the time the, uh, the actual alarm goes off. Yeah, too. yeah. well, I usually set a little later on Thursday and Friday, and so uh, I did not want to get out of bed. I see. I was super comfortable, but man, I was surprised I didn't hear a uh, little Link and the dog barking, because it was some pretty serious thunder happening out there in Middleton. Well. And lightning. That's so, while we're getting rain, uh, that lightning is bad. Very True. bad right now. For the dry conditions and the file, the wildfires that are already going on. So, please, once again, thank you to the men and women fighting all the ridiculously yeah. large fires here in the state of Idaho. It is appreciated. As we check off some things that we need to do on the show today, we're going to get a nerd alert from Big J, courtesy of cool things that are happening in the world of technology and gaming. We also have another opportunity for you to qualify for our VIP trip to the Aftershock Music Festival in Sacramento, California. Doing a little thing called Aftershock for Aftershock. We will play another montage for you at 7.30 or thereabouts this morning to get try to get somebody qualified for the trip for two to Sacramento. So, it's worth hanging around and listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the Flogging Molly Interrupter show last night. We appreciate you coming out and supporting it. As far as what's next, man, I'll tell you what, you got Lit Hoobastank this weekend, dude. We got some tickets to that we're going to be blowing out. Local H is playing at the 9th Street Parallel on Friday night. Damn, on Friday? Yeah. Tomorrow night? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And so uh, there's some stuff. Agnostic Front, some punk tonight at the Knitting Factory. So we've got some tickets to give away, too. But we play music on this show, damn it. Let's get started with some Nirvana. It's Come As You Are here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on The X. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, how old were you when you moved to Boise proper? Uh, About 11. Was it enough that you ever, like, kind of went playing around as a kid down in Boise, or were you on the outskirts so much that you kind of kind of stayed here? No, we your... lived right here in town. Did you ever make it out to the uh, Lowell or South Pools, the public pools in Boise no. when you were a little big J? No, but they pale in comparison to what I had moved away from. 
this is going to turn into an, an assault on them, huh? What happened? What's well, it was it was a pond filled with all kinds of terrible bacteria that I would get sick routinely from. Oh, and that, that's what you said. You, they pale in comparison. Well, you, didn't you say Lake Lowell? Not Lake Lowell. Oh, Lowell Pool. Oh, I'm sorry. South Pool in Boise. I combine them all together with water quality. Yeah, my no. bad. Uh, different than the lakes. I'm talking about the actual public pools here in Boise. No, I, I, I think I, I'd gone to a couple public pools, but not, not out that direction. Well, uh, if you swam in those two, you can say that you swam in a piece of history, Big J, because both of them yesterday were listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Wow. Uh, they were built back in 1953. They were the city's very first municipal pools, so the first pools open for the public. They had one of those unique, what they called, above-ground designs. That Wesley Bintz, a pretty popular uh, engineer and actual architect around this part of the world, designed back in 1953. They were pretty big deals. City of Boise still owns them. Now, they've been closed since 2020. That's when the coronavirus hit and everybody thought, you know what's a bad idea? Everybody together all at once. And so uh, they ended up doing that. And then since then, they've determined that the condition of the pools, not great. Because uh, they haven't really been messed around with since 1953. So several code violations were found, and that's why they haven't reopened up yet. Not it has nothing to do with COVID. It's just the fact that they're not up to code. And so the city has been trying to figure out what to do with them over the last couple months and still are. They're not sure if they want to renovate the pools, which is going to cost millions of dollars, or if build completely new ones and leave these ones as in a national historic place. So they don't know what to do because both is a million-dollar project. Uh, the city doesn't exactly have money put aside for pools right now, so they're trying to figure out what to do. But that doesn't mean they can take away the history of the place. you understand? Yeah. Now, one of the things is because, you know, they're above ground, which was cool in 1953, has now made them inaccessible to anybody with disabilities. And so that's one of the big things they have to figure out what so to do. Literally before the Disabilities Act. Yes. And yeah. so now they're like, well, listen, we have to figure out how to make these accessible for everybody. That's why there's a lot of things that are code violations in that particular thing. Not like you're swimming among gross things or anything like that. We got uh, Thursday Night Football, Big J, between the Chargers and the Chiefs. And they're going to be missing some pretty big names in the game tonight. No Keenan Allen or Donald Parnum Jr., the tight end for the Chargers. Uh, both of them have hamstring injuries. Also, the cornerback, J.C. Jackson, who they paid a bunch of money to in the offseason because probably out due to an ankle injury. Chiefs are going to be missing their kicker. Harrison Bucker, who has an injured ankle as well. Uh, I think they signed somebody. I don't think the free safe, the backup free safety is going to be kicking anymore, which is unfortunate because dude was booming some of those yeah. kicks that he was uh, you know, filling in for at the last second. Hasn't kicked since high school, but did a pretty good job doing what he does and kicking in an NFL game. No field goals, but he did, I think, make one of two extra points, which is still pretty impressive as somebody who's tried to kick an extra point and failed miserably. Uh, so that's going to be happening tonight. Make sure you set your fantasy football lineups. And our first uh, look at Al Michaels with uh, Kirk Herbstreet on the uh, call. Yep, that's right. The very first official Amazon broadcast that's like Amazon only. Because I believe it was uh, the Monday Night Football crew that did the first Thursday night game for yeah. whatever reason. Sunday Night Football, actually. Sunday Night Football yeah. crew. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, the Timothy Oliphant is a very popular actor, Big J. He's in the Star Wars universe. I'm and now fan. he is set to star in a series called Full Circle, which is going to air on HBO Max and is being put together by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, apparently, he's the latest addition to the cast that uh, has got some pretty big names already attached. Claire Danes and Zazie Beetz also involved 
in the show. So you can look forward to that coming out next year on HBO Max. It's Steven Soderbergh, so he's not releasing a whole lot of details. It's a surprise what the show's about. It's none of your business, basically, is what he's trying to tell you. That's the Chili Peppers. Can't stop here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I'm going to test your memory here for a second, Big J. Oh, God. Uh, because we all can agree that that teachers here in America do a fantastic job and are incredibly underrated. And uh, most, if not all of them, are terrific at what they do. Agree or disagree? Yes. And uh, they are very important and do some very important things to us in our formative years that we can stick with us for a very long time uh, and make an impact on a lot of lives. And so there was a survey and they asked a bunch of Americans, hey, you know, how far back can you name a teacher in your education? You know, was there a teacher? How far back into your like education school system can you name somebody that was a teacher for you that made an impact? And so you can go back and you probably, depending on how old you are, can name some college professors if they did so. High school is easy. They found about fifth grade is where it averages out for the Americans to figure out, okay, that's about how far back I can remember somebody that made an impact. How far back can you remember a teacher that did that? I would say, yeah, fifth grade, uh, Mrs. Stone, and and, and not in a good way either because she was mean. (laughs) And as it turned out, uh, our education was not important to her. Uh, Her having an affair with another teacher at the school was. Whoa, look at you spilling some tea. uh, Yeah. Very yeah, thanks. Nice. Thanks for having my. Uh, How did my... you, as a fifth grader, find out about an affair between? I teachers? caught them. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't. No, uh, <laughs> that was something that uh, a couple years after we had left. <laughs> that was one. <when laughs> the real education, right there. <laughs> oh man. Um, or that was an adult movie I saw. I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> but but uh, I, a couple years after we moved from Montana, this was that was in school in Montana. We had you know found out the the scandal. Sure. Uh, any so. teachers that left an imprint that was good on you? Uh, oh yeah, I mean you know uh, Miss Mrs. Gamble or uh, Mr. Gamble and uh, Mrs. Gamble. There was a couple teachers I had in junior high, and then. Um, Mrs. Andrews, she was her history teacher. She was awesome. And, and I'll say it again a million times, but this is more in high school. Uh, Mrs. Falconer, our, my math teacher, who struggled greatly to get me to, to understand math. Did, are you, have you like visited her in her later years saying it's not your fault? Yeah. I, like <laughs> Several times on the radio. Goodwill hunting style? Yeah. <laughs> and now fault. that I probably am dyslexic, it's really not her fault. She may have been able to help me if she'd known that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's difficult to figure out those things, especially back in the day. And, you know, I don't, here's, and it's more of a testament to me, probably, not a single one that I can remember in college, but certainly in high school, uh, Mr. Foss was fantastic. He was, uh, my English teacher, and then later, uh, he also was the coach of the debate team that I was a part of, and the forensics team that I was a part of as well. He was a huge impact. Uh, Mr. Murphy in middle school, uh, Miss Roanoke, who was the, uh, the the history teacher was fantastic and uh yeah the one that i can remember uh as far back is about third grade uh miss feely was the name of my third grade teacher at uh, lincoln elementary school in cudahy wisconsin and uh, but i don't remember why i remember that name isn't that strange i i remember her name crystal clear i even could tell you what she looks like but i don't remember like anything in particular that was good, bad, or indifferent, but I, that's as far back as I can remember. So, there are some of us that still remember our elementary yeah. school teachers, which is very, very nice. So, thank you again to the teachers. Uh, most of you, again, <laughs> doing very good things. Some of you, apparently, having affairs with other teachers and leaving uh, small children in Montana in the dust. So, think about that, won't you? 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your nerd alert is next on the X Rocks. The best in tech and gaming. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. And quite a bit to cover here in Nerd Alert today. Uh, we have uh, PlayStation State of Play reveals plus uh, some D23 reveals from last week. But the really big news uh, for a lot of gamers uh, our age, Nick, is uh, GoldenEye is uh, making a comeback to consoles. Uh, and according to IGN, though, the good news has been quickly overshadowed thanks to some upcoming launch being uh, yet uh, not simple. There are two versions of the re-release of GoldenEye with different versions for Nintendo Switch and Xbox, and neither of them are the much-anticipated remaster that leaked last year, so it's weak, weirdly convoluted uh, and just kind of strange. It's a part of the recent Nintendo Direct, Nintendo 64 classic shooter GoldenEye, which is pretty much the grandfather of the modern multiplayer game, was announced for Nintendo Switch Online. Now, as with other games in the online collection, this is an emulated version of the Nintendo 64 original, so it's not a remake or a remaster. It does, however, have one new feature, online multiplayer. Have no idea how that's going to look, by the way. Uh, now, at the same time, Rare, the Microsoft-owned studio who created the original version of GoldenEye, announced on Twitter that GoldenEye re-release will be also coming to Xbox via Game Pass and made available free to owners of the Rare Replay collection. However, the studio's description of the game made it instantly clear that the Switch and Xbox versions are not the same. The Xbox version includes achievements, 4K resolution, and a smoother frame rate, even in split-screen local multiplayer. But no mention at all was made of online multiplayer. So later, uh, official Bond website 007.com confirmed that the online multiplayer is exclusive to Switch version. It also noted that Xbox version is different to the Switch release, calling it a 4K remaster rather than a re-release. Sounds like a big old mess. Yeah, it is a big mess, and we'll see how it plays. I haven't really seen any footage on the Xbox side of this, uh, or for that matter, the Nintendo Online Multiplayer. I haven't seen it yet, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, it is kind of weird. And, uh, but it, it, at any rate, it's going to be nostalgic anyways. People are going to play this just to say, ah, oh, yeah, refresh our memories, and then probably move along to the next thing. It's how I realized I cannot stand first-person games, was thanks to GoldenEye. Oh, wow. I hated it, from the word go. You hated it? I didn't I'd hate it. I just didn't enjoy playing it. I don't like first-person gameplay. God, you're so weird. I know. Uh, and moving along here to some big reveals. PlayStation State of Play happened yesterday. The State of Play got off to a hot start, opening with a real trailer for Tekken 8. A release date hasn't uh, been shared for the game, but the trailer did mention a PlayStation 5 release for the game, meaning that uh, the latest entry in the classic fighting game series may be next generation only. Uh, PlayStation State of Play closed with a trailer for God of War Ragnarok that showed off new gameplay and cinematics alongside a limited edition DualSense controller that will be released alongside of the game. Now, Nick, I know you're a big God of War fan. Did you see the trailer? I did. I'm very, very, very excited for this particular game and the conclusion of this particular story. It, uh, it does look it looks pretty cool. Um, and upcoming, Harry Potter Universe game Hogwarts Legacy is getting exclusive content on PlayStation. The state of play showed off a, a Hogsmaid-centered quest involving spooky shop and its creepy basement. Have fun. <laughs> 
so D23. Now, D23 is the big conference that happens uh, with Disney and all of their stuff. Now, uh, they've also moved into the world of gaming here. And uh, Amy Henning, she and Skydance New Media have revealed that they have an upcoming narrative-driven ensemble adventure game with Marvel Entertainment, which will be sen- centered around Captain America and Black Panther during World War II. During the story, players will travel to Paris, Wakanda, and potentially more places. While the game is currently untitled, it promises to feature four playable heroes, a young Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, uh, T'Challa's grandfather, and World War II-era Black Panther, Gabriel Jones, a U.S. soldier and a member of the Howling Commandos, and Anali, a leader of the fledging Wakandan spy network. So uh, I saw a trailer for this. Of course, there was no gameplay of any kind revealed, but it looks pretty cool. Probably not my style of game, but I'm definitely interested in it. Is it the guys that made the Avengers game, or is it a different no, company altogether? No, no, different altogether? company altogether. Okay. So it'll be good. Uh, and last but not least, here's something that caught my attention as well. Pokemon Go developer Ninitech has revealed that it's partnered with Marvel Entertainment to develop Marvel World of Heroes, an AR game that will let you f- uh, fans create their very own superhero and team up with their favorite Marvel characters in the real world. Those interested can re- pre-register now at MarvelWorldOfHeroes.com ahead of its global launch on mobile devices in 2023. Now, I told my wife about this because she still uh, is very much deep-rooted into the uh, Pokemon go world and uh, she was very excited only the fact that it makes sense what she she said she she was like you know that means we can go out and do stuff together and i'm like what are you talking about and she's like well it would make sense that all of the pokey stuff that they have set up that they would also just kind of have available for the marvel stuff and i'm like that does kind of make sense especially if they're going to be similar games but just different thematics so do they still go out and like hunt Pokemon? Oh yeah! Oh, now, it's still huge. Is it is it one of those deals where like you, like they're walking around and doing all this kind of stuff and like they go on trips or are you guys like making actual trips just to play Pokemon at a particular place? Oh, they're still making trips to. Okay, so you're I looking mean, the gyms, everything, all that stuff is still out there in the world and it's still something that that is is routinely. I mean, you'll show they'll show up to places. There'll be people there doing a raid. I mean, it's uh, it's still crazy. They're still making money hand over fist which is why you're seeing this, which will be even bigger, I think, uh, with the Marvel world. I feel like it has died down a little bit. Well, maybe it's just a different type of gameplay, because remember people were wandering into traffic and getting hit and tagged and stuff while playing Pokemon Go? I I don't feel like it's that kind of thing anymore. Maybe it's just a little bit more organized. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more organized, man. And Because this is the kind of thing, like, my wife, she doesn't play video games, but she loves playing Pokemon Go, uh, and her and and several people, the kids go out and do stuff with her uh, also i well, a couple days a couple weeks ago there was a special pokemon event that was happening all day long it was a saturday so i went out with her driving around to different places but she, she what do you gets do when on, she's doing that uh i mean really you don't have to do a whole lot i mean it's just i just drive somewhere so you're just she, sitting in the car while she's yeah, playing okay yeah. she well she's also just sitting in the car oh i thought it's, you like had to get out and like no, do you don't things have to do that no <laughs> That's, uh, oh, that's, so the the exercise and the the getting out that was supposed to be attached to Pokemon Go no, has gone away. Never, yeah, that was that, that was, was part of it was to get people up and out and active. Yeah, that was for five minutes. Yeah, right. Well, uh, but another part of it, I mean, she's on Discord for some of this stuff, and it's it's crazy. But uh, that that kind of thing can pull somebody into the gaming world. Lots to process with today's nerd alert. Good luck with all of that. Jay. Big J. Oh no. It's not good for our young generation. People from 19 to 29, 
over the last couple of months have been reporting things that are very, very strange for this particular age bracket. And that is... A the desire ton. to do stuff. Oh. No, not quite. Uh, a ton of lower back pain. Now, usually as you get older, barring some sort of injury or, you know, uh, fall or something, you shouldn't have back pain unless something else is already going on or you did something to traumatize that particular area. You should be okay. So what is causing this to happen? And the experts think it's working from home, dude. Like, there's a lot more people now working from home. And those people that do have a tendency to sit on their sofas or work in bed or work on sit the on floor. Ass. Which basically, you know, as much as you may think it's comfortable for your bed and your sofa, and it may very well be, it doesn't do much for your posture or your spine health. And that could cause you to have some serious soreness. You know, that's why sitting on your ass is not that great all the time. But it also depends on exactly how you're sitting on your ass sometimes, whether or not you have that particular type of pain. So the doctors recommend that, you know what, caring for your back while you're working from home and having an actual, you know, chair that supports your spine health is a good idea. Never hurts to get up and walk around every once in a while so that you're not sedentary for a ridiculous amount of hours in a row. And you can get some stretching in as well if you're seeing this kind of stuff. But if you continue to do what you're doing, that leads to permanent back issues, which I think Big J can attest to are not fun. Not fun at all. No. So do what you can while you can to correct it, please. NBA is dodging and weaving some uppercuts that are coming their way, courtesy of the Robert Silver situation that's happening. Of course, we talked about this yesterday. The Phoenix Suns and Mercury owner was suspended for one full year and fined $10 million for being found in an investigation year-long by the NBA to have used racial slurs and misogynist remarks against employees and females in general, and also having a toxic kind of workplace environment. But they didn't do too well in the whole press conference situation yesterday. Adam Silver was uh, getting some questions, and really the main question is, hey, how come, you know, a couple years ago you kicked Donald Sterling out of the league for using racial slurs, but in this particular case, you're just fining him $10 million, which is like a drop in the bank to a billionaire, and, uh, and only suspending him for a year. And Adam Silver's only response was, quote, that they found during the investigation that he used racist slurs, but they were not motivated by racial feelings. I don't know what, what that means. What does that means. mean? Yeah, man. I just... don't understand what that means uh, and, and how I'm, that is a part of things. I, I think the, uh, the delineation there would be he was repeating lyrics from something. Right. Maybe. So well, I'm just saying that that's what that says to me is that he wasn't using it in a slanderous like, hey, you, you know, such and such. He was say to say he was in the neighborhood and he was, you know, quoting some raps from the 90s. You know right. what I mean? Sure. Uh, like seven year old way, people are prone to. Yeah. Do. Either way. Either way. It's it's not a good look. One of the differences here is, is that the, the Sterling thing, there was video footage of that. Uh, this, well, they have audio footage of it. That's how they figured it out. Some, oh. I mean, with, not with the racist stuff, but definitely with the misogynist. Right. Stuff. Yes. Uh, but the, the racial stuff is what really got Sterling. Well, that and he doubled league. down on yeah. it in an interview. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. he, he was a legitimate racist piece of trash. Yeah. Now, Either way, it's I like, think Robert Silver may be probably. of that same cloth. 
but we don't have the proof, I guess. But they do have proof that he used the word at least five times. Whatever the word they're talking... Like, they don't even tell you what racial slur it is. We're all jumping to conclusions. But it just seems like it's really, really well, weird. Well, why don't you just go down them? What could they be? Uh, no, thank you. And so then they're actually, you know, having to defend this, which is <laughs> never a good position to be in. No. Which automatically makes you think you're probably not on the right side of this. But uh, good luck, NBA. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, he, the only way this is going to happen is like if players refuse to play for him, which may actually happen. They're talking about it. And then the NBA will be forced to do something about it because uh, the Phoenix Suns are in, right then, now in the midst of a pretty you, good stretch. The rest of you racist billionaires better watch out. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, In every league, everywhere. Maybe knock it off. Big J, Sylvester Stallone is having regrets. He recently had a back tattoo uh, covered up to de- that was dedicated to his for- or soon-to-be ex-wife, Jennifer Flavin. And now, Big J, he is doing again. He, he had a huge uh, tattoo of her face, uh, and he basically had a change to a tattoo of the dog from yeah, the Rocky the movies. that's the first one. That's the first one. But no, there's one on his back, too, that they yes. did. Yeah, so, that just recently did. Right. So now uh, they've got a cover. Now they got a leopard face over a tattoo of her eyes that were on his back. She filed for a divorce in August after 25 years of marriage. So uh, Sylvester Stallone is regretting some tattoos he got in her honor. By the way, interesting. They're they're both animal themed. It's interesting. Loves himself some animals. He does. He does. Uh, do you think that maybe it's one of those deals where uh, that's where you know there's no turning back when you're getting the tattoos covered up? Yeah. There will be it no reconciliation. Seems like there's some. Uh, there's probably some anger and resentment there. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. At a Stone Temple Pilots, tripping on a hole in a paper heart here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. We want to get somebody qualified to go check out the Aftershock Festival in Sacramento coming up in the first week of October, which is why we're welcoming on to the show Justin. Good morning, Justin. How are you, brother? I'm doing fantastic this morning. Beautiful. We'd like to make it just a touch better by get you qualified for this trip to Aftershock. So we're going to play you once again the montage clip that hopefully you've heard once before. And we're going to ask you to name one of the three bands that are featured in the clip. So listen carefully. We know it can be a little bit difficult to hear over the phone. But check out this clip and see if you can uh, name a band for us. Justin, all we need is one band correct. Can you think of one that you heard of there, sir? Muse. Muse, Big J, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely, man. It was the first one. Wonderful job, Justin. You are officially (laughs) qualified for the VIP trip for two to Aftershock in Sacramento. Uh, You do not need to name any further, but did any of the other two songs sound familiar to you? Uh, honestly, after I figured out news, I've stopped listening to the other two. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Go uh, to hell. Uh, yeah, Big J did all the work, so I think it's funny Big J is hurt by your feet. <laughs> Hang on one second, Justin. Uh, we'll get some information from you and make sure you're good to go there. And your next chance to listen and qualify is at 1230 with Jason Drew with another montage and Adam at 530 today with another montage. What were the other two bands featured? Uh, a Day to Remember with Naivety and then uh, Rob Zombie, King Freak. Yep, and all three 
of those bands, of course, will be featured at Aftershock this year as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're going to hell next to the X Rocks. Point three, the X Rocks. We are headed to North Dakota for today's We're Going to Hell story. Big J, your favorite North Dakota moment? Um, I don't think I have one. Oh, no. <laughs> not even, like, driving through it, maybe? No. All right. There's uh, not much to see. No, there's not. Uh, which maybe explains the, uh, the beginning of our story, which is uh, it was basically a neighborhood pub, a dive bar, if you will, Big J. And there is a woman there who walked into a North Dakota bar carrying a wild raccoon that she had just trapped. Jesus. Now, I'm guessing that if you wanted to fill in the blanks Mad Lib style about how the rest of this We're Going to Hell story goes, you're probably going to do a pretty good job. Because, you know, usually when you bring a wild animal that is famous for not being a fan of being around people and bring them around a bunch of people while it's not exactly a king kong scenario if that raccoon was the size of king kong i'm betting it probably would be because bartender cindy smith told the woman who walked in hey 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 hey, don't bring that animal up in here it's a wild raccoon who knows what that thing is and she's like sorry that i'm this is my trap for the day i wanted to show it off to people that's weird. So it took... <laughs> yes, welcome to North Sorry, Dakota. I just wanted to point that out. No, yes. You know. There's nothing normal about any part of this story. Okay. So, uh, of course, she starts to bring it around from person to person. There's about 10 people in the bar at this point. Starts bringing it around to person to person. It didn't take long for this raccoon to not become a fan of the following protocol. Uh, that is when he shook loose, or she shook loose from the control of the woman that was bringing her in, or in, into the bar. And next thing you know, it starts biting everybody, Big J. Chomp, chomp, chomp. And of course, that now has led the uh, North Dakota health officials to basically say anybody who came in contact with that animal, you probably have rabies and you need to go seek treatment immediately. Uh, because it bit about six people, Big J, in the process, and rabies spreads pretty quickly. But if it scratched you, that's another possible thing, and there were some reports that it might have with all ten people in the bar. But by the time the health officials got the word, they only knew of four of the people they could get a hold of that had the bite. So now that's six unattained people that could have rabies because some woman brought in a raccoon into a bar. Poor raccoon, man. Yeah, agreed. Uh, by the way, the, they did open up the door to get the animal out because it was going nuts in there. And so they f- ended up tracking it down. And that story does not have a good ending for a wild animal with rabies ever. And it's not like it's the animal's fault. Yeah. I mean, they're just trying to do animal things. And so that wasn't a quick W. Maybe she should have uh, kept the trap, whatever you caught your trap at home. Don't bring it into the bar. And that goes for any, like, I mean, I don't know much, but if, I, if I'm if i sitting down in a bar and somebody walks in with a wild raccoon, I'll take my tab. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm out of here. This is not what I signed up for. I'd like to close out, please. Yes. I don't, I don't want to, I mean, I didn't come to the bar to be hanging out with a raccoon. That was not part of the deal. Also, if you walk into a bar and it says, please leave your wild animals outside, don't go in. Is that like a Foxworthy bit? You know you're in North Dakota. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. 
important stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, Big J, I'm going to take you back and test your knowledge once again. Uh, but you remember learning about dinosaurs back in the day? Yeah, of course. Did you learn about dinosaurs back in your school? Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you learn about them and how they were extinct? Do you remember? Oh, uh, boy. I think it was uh, a meteor. Yeah. Yeah. And that sounds about right. That's kind of what has been taught to you if you've ever learned about dinosaurs is that a giant asteroid or meteor struck Earth, disrupted the environment so much that it killed off the beasts. And it turns out, as science has done more kind of like research about stuff like that, that that's partially right. That's one of the big reasons why. But, you know, there there hasn't been a meteor hit that big that would wipe out as much dinosaurs as there were all over this planet. It was kind of like a collective thing. Meteor played a part of it, absolutely no doubt, or asteroid, whatever you want to call it. But there also was a Vesuvius type event in multiple continents that caused a vast outpouring of volcanic lava that actually wiped out a majority of the dinosaurs. Uh, along with everything else in its path, because, you know, lava doesn't really take a lot of prisoners. So that makes us, you know, kind of make a, you know, now that we know a little bit more details about it, it is interesting. I suppose it makes more sense than one big giant meteor kind of impacting everything and blowing it up kind of thing. But, you know, there's back when we were kids, we learned about how Pluto is a planet. That no longer is the case. So it's kind of amazing how things shift and advance as you age. Dinosaurs are changing. Planets are changing. What's next, Big J? I don't know. It's a great question. Found out yesterday alcohol is actually bad for you. Minor League Baseball players officially joined a union yesterday. An arbitrator validated the union authorization card submitted by about 5,000 players. Major League Baseball's Players Association has kind of taken them under their umbrella. Major League Baseball say they recognize the unionization of minor league baseball players. So this is all a very good thing as far as minor league baseball is concerned. That Major League Baseball says, yes, we get it. We respect it. We'll work with the Players Association to make sure you have salaries and things like that. So it's a step in the right direction. The first collective bargaining agreement will be negotiated after this season's end, so that's when we'll really see, you know, who's playing nice and who isn't. But it is nice, at least, that they were able to do so, and the Major League Baseball says, yes, we recognize it. We will work with you and try to figure this out. So that's the first hurdle clear. The rest of it is trying to figure out what comes next money-wise. Big J, turns out Will Smith isn't just banned from the Oscars, Big J. Apparently, he's also banned from Saturday Night Live. Oh, no! He's not allowed to appear. Uh, Smith apparently has n- will never be invited back to SNL after what he did to a former cast member. Of course, Chris Rock was on Saturday Night Live for a couple years, and he's been back to host. Lord Michael's apparently a big fan and was not happy with how that all turned out. So you're not going to see the, uh, the Will Smith Redemption Tour take a lap around Saturday Night Live on Lauren's Watch, Big J. You're going to have to just tune into his YouTube Red channel and figure out the apologies that way. You understand? Yeah. So don't look for him on your TV because he ain't coming near there either. Down. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, the shows keep rolling, friends, and uh, we got another one coming up October 1st. It's going to be pretty damn good out at uh, the Expo Idaho Grandstand uh, Idaho Concerts. It's going to be Candlebox, The Glorious Sons, and A-Ron Jones, man. So we'll get you set up with a pair of tickets to this here if you can beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown. Yeah, it's happening on the 1st of October. It's going to be awesome, and we'd like you to be there. So if you'd like to play... For these tickets, the number is 208-287-1003. You're going to have to know a little bit about 
your pop culture if you want to come out on top here. Let's see how it all works out. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Morgan. Morgan, we need to know what very famous actress is comedian and Saturday Night Live host Colin Jost married to? Is it Kaylee Cuoco, Scarlett Johansson, or Mandy Moore? Uh, Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. Wrong. Incorrect. Morgan, sorry. Thank you for playing, though. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning. We need to know what famous actress is Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live married to? Kaylee Cuoco, Scarlett Johansson, or Mandy Moore? Uh, Mandy Moore? Nope. Wrong. It's a popular answer. Lots of This Is Us fans listen to the show. I've been saying it for years. Nobody listens to me. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Hey, we need to know what very famous actress is Saturday Night Live's Colin Jost married to? Kaylee Cuoco, Scarlett Johansson, or Mandy Moore? Oh, Scarlett Johansson. Good guess. Right. That is correct. What is your name, sir? James. James, you're taking on Big J. Big J, speaking of little Colin Jost, oh. who did he replace as the host of Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update? He's been doing it for several years, but who was the Weekend Update anchor right before him? I'm going to go with Seth Meyers. That is absolutely right. correct. Well done. Uh, which opponent's ear did Mike Tyson bite off during a part of a fight? Evander Holyfield. Right. Nice. Good job. Your friend is helping you out very well today. Big J. Yeah. <laughs> what animal did Mike Tyson do a reality series about raising? Mike Tyson did an animal series? Mike Tyson did a reality a series reality. about animal raising. What animal did Mike Tyson famously raise, I guess, is the question. I'm going to go with a tiger. A tiger? Oh, Are you confusing the yes, fictional world yes. of the hangover? Yeah, the I just world? figured that that was an accurate depiction of the animal that he would raise in a TV reality series. No, that means you're the winner, sir. Do you happen to know the answer? I, was uh, I would have said tiger. Uh, tiger, you would have said? Uh, birds, you're, right? I mean, it's pigeons. I was looking oh, for right. I would have made you get more specific. But uh, yes, pigeons is what Mike Tyson has raised since he was a little kid. Congratulations, man. You got tickets to uh, the big candle box, Gloria Sons, Aaron Jones show coming up on October the 1st. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll do some headlines next on the X Rocks. Jay. Headlines are as follows Big J, the real goat, vampire update, and no, not that one. Uh, the real goat. An Arizona goat caused damage to a local community and then peed on a deputy, Big J, before it was apprehended. Damn. The Maricopa County Sheriff's Office posted an update on social media saying the goat, which is named Billy, of course, like all goats are, caused damage to a garage door, chased a resident around a car a couple times, and then the goat was taken, quote, into custody after Billy peed on an officer. He was charged with trespassing, assault, criminal damage, and disorderly conduct. What? The goat, uh, actually, that was a joke on the social oh. media post. It was just turned over to livestock control uh. and then done whatever they do with that. Probably not good, was however. Was Billy the goat boy? Yeah, he was the goat boy. Nah. It was Jim Brewer. Wandering around, chasing people around their cars. Urinating on people. I'd actually, I'd believe it. Vampire update or no, not the that goat. one. No, not that one. Al Pacino has landed behind bars, Big J. hoo Although not that Al Pacino oh. that Big J just did an impression of. The 20, a 25-year-old man, which is named Al Pacino Juane. Now it's spelled like this. A-P-A-L-P-A-T-C-H-I-N-O. Al Pacino. So it's like Al Pacino, if you will. 
He was busted for failing to appear in court to answer charges that he attacked his girlfriend. He was initially arrested in June after he allegedly attacked his girlfriend, who's pregnant, by the way, so it's a great story all the way around. He's facing a slew of charges, including drug and theft offenses. Not exactly clear if his parents are big fans of The Godfather or Scarface or whatever. It was probably Tropic Thunder when they named him, if we're being perfect. Yeah, honest, yeah, it sounds like <laughs> In our sad but true category. But he certainly isn't living up to the name, Big J. Al Pacino, from all indications, stand-up guy. Al Pacino, June? No. No. Opposite of whatever that is. Don't like it. Wrap it up with vampire update, and spooky season has officially begun, Big J. Yeah! As Polish archaeologists have discovered the remains of a woman once believed to have been a vampire. How did they know? Because there was a sickle across her neck to stop her from coming back to life, Big J. That's the way she was buried. Damn! The professors headed up the 17th century graveyard's excavation, leading to an uncovering of an unnamed woman's remains. Now, vampires were pretty big in popularity back in the 17th century. And even being just a little bit different indicated that probably you were some sort of vampire. So, Big J, you would have been in trouble. Wait, what does that mean? Uh, you're a little bit different. Uh, even And money could not pay your way through it. It was just like one of those things where like they punished vampires by death and then they made sure by burying you with crazy stuff that you wouldn't come back to life. So, happy Halloween, everybody. I mean, think about all the crazy... I mean, even the Salem witch trials. Sure. I mean... Anybody that didn't think the way that you thought was if, a witch. Well, if you were educated. Yeah. I mean, that right there is like, what's going on with this person? Yeah. Is it weird? Like, how they, it seems to be repeated? They can write and read? Burn them! Yeah. Sounds familiar. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things. Morning After with Nick and Big J, and it is time to welcome back an old friend of the program. He is Rod Studebaker from Treasure Valley Subaru. Good morning, man. Hello, sir and sir. Yeah. Uh, we, we appreciate you coming in. There's always cool stuff happening at Treasure Valley Subaru, but this time around, you've brought in some special guests, and you want to talk about something really cool that you guys have started, right? Yeah, an opportunity to not talk about cars and, <laughs> and, and to give back a little bit. So the Idaho Humane Society has some fun stuff that they're doing, and uh, and we brought Christine Shellhaus with us. Um, from the Idaho Humane Society. KC is our social manager. She's also here and is going to boom this and try to make it as loud as she can. What she's booming is C-Spot Walk, which is the uh, which is the event they do, their, their big charitable event every year in Julia Davis Park. They weren't able to do it last year because of COVID, but uh, it's back. And so um, with that, KC. Hi, KC. Hello. How Thank are you? you. Thank you for joining us. Tell us what's going on. So we have the honor of working with the Idaho Humane Society, and we are really hoping to make a big difference for these animals and making them big and loud with C-Spot Walk and hopefully we can raise enough money to be able to give these pets and animals the best lives possible. That's pretty awesome. Obviously the Humane Society has been a staple of the Treasure Valley here for a very long time and Subaru and dogs go hand in hand. They always have and it makes sense that you guys are teaming up but you're doing something really special to make sure they have access to the Humane Society if it's needed too, correct? Yes, absolutely. We are going to be blasting them on social, blasting them on emails. You will be able to sign up through Treasure Valley Subaru, whether it be our socials, whether it be our website, we'll be able to have links in with them to be able to have that accessible. That's awesome. That's really awesome. It's good. And congratulations for you guys for teaming up. Let's talk a little bit about C-Spot Walk and, and why you guys decided to team up in particular with that event. Absolutely. Christine Shellhaus is over here with the Idaho Humane Society, and she can give you all the details. Beautiful. Hi, Christine. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
Thank you for springing in uh, your special guest as well. It's always nice to have a dog in here. Yes, and if you hear a little coughing, it's Sage. She's a foster. <laughs> she has a little kennel cough, and she's just doing fabulous. She's just hanging out on your counter. She's great. But she's one of the reasons that we have C-Spot Walk. It's Idaho's largest dog walk and fundraiser for the Idaho Humane Society. So unfortunately this year, we have not had quite the signups that we are hopeful for, and this money really helps us support all of our programs. One of those is foster care, like I mentioned, but Treasure Valley Subaru has so graciously donated a new van for us we are so thrilled because our vans are so old yeah and they break down and um, this allows us really to help those rural idaho shelters so anytime a dog's been hit by a car they have medical problems let's say they have dogs they can't adopt out they call us and they say help we need help and we come when we can so we get that van we load the dogs up and we even transfer cats in yeah it's, it's oh, pretty wow. amazing i mean it's a credit to you because I, I think everybody just by default thinks humane society and we automatically think okay uh fostering or you know making sure that if so you find an animal that's where you take it but there's so many other services that you guys offer that you need access to and help as many animals as you possibly can from cats to dogs to other animals but there's veterinary services there's all sorts of stuff that you guys take care yes, of yes and we're seeing a big uptick in our pet food pantry too and so if you ha- are in the store and you can afford to drop off a bag or two we would love to pass that on to the community not only do we support people that really are struggling to feed their pets we want to keep their pets in their home you know they have a great home so we want to support that but also we pass food on to rescues so just like we're supporting um, those rescues in rural Idaho by helping bring animals in. We also provide food for their shelters. So we really want to partner. And when you support the Idaho Humane Society, you're really making a difference all across Idaho. I love it. Uh, We want to get as many people signed up as we can for October 1st and see Spot Walk. So if people are interested in getting signed up and doing that, then uh, what's the best place they can go? Register online at www.cspotwalk.org. It's a super fun event. It's a mile walk. You don't even have to walk. You can just come hang out. Great family fun. And and uh, we have some wonderful hoodies that they can upgrade to if they're interested. And uh, it's just a really nice event that comes and supports the animals. So we're so grateful. We are grateful for the Humane Society. Certainly, we are grateful for all the work that you do, Christine. We're grateful for the puppy that you brought in. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Uh, but, of course, we also want to thank uh, Rob, of course, for coming in and being a part of this, man. We, we appreciate everything that you do. Uh, might as well give a shout-out to the website if people want to check out what you guys are up to over at Treasure Valley Subaru. What's the best place to do that? That is going to be at tvsubaru.com. It's a great place to go. Check it out for yourself. Thank you, all of you, for coming in and being a part of the show this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You know that... <laughs> So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And uh, we have tickets to Candlebox. Uh, we've got Glory Sons and... Aaron Jones is going to be at the Expo Idaho Grandstand on October 1st. So we'll hook you up with a pair of tickets to that if you can figure out Bad Impressions today. Our number is 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has prepared three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less... You don't always need three, but sometimes you do. You will go to the show coming up on the 1st of October. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Hey, man, what's up? What's your name? Logan. All right, Logan, you're up first. Here we go. I've never been afraid to play the bad guy like Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Max. Is Mad Max a bad guy or a good guy? Either way, I barely had to talk as Mad Max in Fury Road. Oh, picture in his face. Uh, Give me one more. 
Oh, I mean, Venom is kind of a bad guy, but Eddie Brock is sort of a good guy. I'm so confused myself. It's uh, Tom Hardy. There Yay! You go. That Tom last Hardy. Was super meta. Good by job. The way. Hang on one second. And why is that? Uh, why is it meta? Yes. Well, because Venom is, you know, it's a dual thing going on there, so he's confused. I see. And why is Tom Hardy in the news? Tom Hardy, it is his birthday today, uh, so happy birthday, Tom Hardy. Happy birthday, Tom Hardy. You're how many years old? Uh, Tom Hardy, he's um, he's getting getting up there in age, 45 years old. He's younger than you, dude. I know. <laughs> I didn't actually have his age, but right there, you caught me off guard. Well, happy birthday, Tom Hardy. Favorite Tom Hardy vehicle, Big J? Um, Peaky Blinders. Get out of here. <laughs> you don't watch that show. I've never seen an episode, no. Say, no um, way. Probably Bane. I mean, he was great as Bane, but, you know, he was he was good at Inception as well. Um, Supporting role. Give me yeah. Mad Max Fury Road. It's one of the best movies the last Yeah, two, because two, he barely talked. He's, well, I mean, it's still a great performance. He's on screen a lot. It's not yeah. like he's a supporting actor. But yeah, uh, it's I, I loved him film. in Venom. Uh, you hated that movie. You actually didn't see that movie either of them, have you? No. Uh, what if he made? Well, he well, I see it. Well, it's too late for spoilers. He kind of has made his way into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Big J. You may not like it, but Venom is going to be along for the ride here down the road. It appears like. Okay, so morning. Mean you have to watch. Well, it. I'm just saying you're going to get it whether you like it or not. <laughs> morning after, because you do enjoy the Spider-Man stuff. Sometimes. Right. We'll wrap up the show. Name a Spider-Man movie with Spider-Man Tom Holland too. that you haven't oh, enjoyed. None of them. That's in the MC. I've, I've liked them all. There I've enjoyed go. them all. Thank you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Wrapping things up with the stars of X-Fest this year. That is Papa Roach. No apologies here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Let's officially wrap up the show with some thank yous. Thank you to Treasure Valley Subaru and the Idaho Humane Society for popping on by this morning and talking about C-Spot Walk and all the cool things those two are working together for and of course we always appreciate them popping by thank you to sage the puppy for swinging by yeah. and we can pet little sage and have a fantastic time with her as well thank you to the uh probably mentally unstable woman in north dakota that brought in a wild raccoon into the pub that uh bit about six people and scratched the other four that made it able for us to have a we're going to hell story and perhaps most importantly thank you to you for listening to the show we do appreciate that we gave away some uh gave away some lit and hoobastank tickets that tradition will continue tomorrow even got somebody qualified for the aftershock festival with aftershook for aftershock this morning, which was always good. Again, next chance to do that is coming up at 12.30 and 5.30 today. So listen for those montages and see if you can identify at least one of those bands. Leaves you with the floor, Big J. Hey, if you've been uh, putting off getting a tattoo because it might be too painful for you, some good news here, researchers at the Georgia Institute of Technology, baby, uh, they have miniaturized the needle so that it's painless. They uh, effectively deposit tattoo ink in the skin. Now, they said that they were uh, doing this research to uh for micro needles currently used to administer medication and vaccines especially to people who are scared of needles uh but this was one of those things that they're like hey this could be used for this application as well so i'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing i don't know either i mean it feels like the people that really do enjoy the tattoos also enjoy the pain that goes along with the tattoo. well i mean i think there should be some sort of um I, I i mean it's a badge of honor i think for being able to get something permanently put on your skin 
is having to go through that process and it be a little painful, uh, you might have there might be a lot more tattoo regret without that. Do you uh, you have some tattoos? Oh, Were yeah. you ever a fan of the painter? Is that a reason why you no. haven't had one? No, in the last? I'm okay. not a sadomasochist. Uh, I was not like ah, well, I can't wait to feel the pain, uh, especially with the color. I mean, it just it hurts like hell and it just uh it is not an easy thing to do and it might be one of the reasons why i don't have more is just having to suffer through because you know the stuff i want are usually bigger pieces sure. and uh, detail not, oriented yeah, a lot yeah. of nooks and crannies yes so it's it's not a fun process really for me uh, but if it were painless do you see yourself getting yeah, more i would definitely watch out watch out Big right, and, right like, and, and, and and especially in really sensitive areas yeah i can see you being like a, the new post malone walking around with it all over your face no 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 no, no morning I, no. after my with neck. Nick and Big J. You're back? <laughs> the uh, other thing, too. <laughs> let's let's say goodbye. Uh, that's it for this show. We will see you guys tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X Rocks. <laughs> the Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.